every state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, aka Black Bruce Wayne, here with Ali, aka Ali. Raj, aka Unwritten Rules. Another day, another Lakers hit piece. <laughs> at this rate, we will never plan out another podcast ever again. <laughs> we'll just wait for the next ESPN writer to just take a hot steaming dump all over the Lakers organizational structure. I I have a hot take. Oh, I think, already? I think this might be the last hit piece for a while. What? Yeah, I feel like there won't be another like huge like piece just dumping on the Lakers for at least, I would say, at least three weeks. That's three that's weeks. a good amount of time. That's I mean, like I know that's pretty short, but I feel like we haven't had that big of a break, and I think this one will be the one that like gives them a bit of a break. Wasn't Magic on first take like nine days ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like three weeks, still totally different. I, I feel like you're estimating that, that three weeks based on the finals. Yeah. And if, if history has shown us anything, it's that it does not matter what is going on. <laughs> true, true. But I don't know. That's just my hot take. It's my, probably going to be wrong. But I'm praying not. for you to be right. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is, as long as it continues to dominate all day of the news coverage, I think we're just going to keep getting more of these. Yeah, they're going to realize it's getting like so many viewers and stuff. They're going to be like, all right, we got to find something. <laughs> Go get something on them. It's it's not enough yet. It's not enough. <laughs> Yeah, so what we want to do today is we're going to go, we're just going to go, we're just going to look at the article that Baxter Holmes wrote. And I think, you know, each of us has, uh, each each of us has, each is singular, so it's each has, <laughs> right, yes. Um, each of us has our, our own opinions of, uh, of the words that Mr. Holmes wrote in this piece. Uh, but I think we just need to, I think we just want to lay it all out there. See, what is fact, what is fiction, what is hyperbole, exaggeration, et cetera, et al.? Those are two Latin phrases. I took Latin for like six years, so I'm out here. Wow. <laughs> are you guys in favor of that plan of action? Yeah. No, I'm, Let's do it. I'm all for it. Let's do it from the jump, okay? I I, I don't want to go word for word, so let's just general generalization real quick. First okay. mm-hmm. section of the article describes Magic Johnson and Mitch Kupchak gathering, uh, you know, most of, most of the basketball ops staff. For a first meeting mm-hmm. and basically saying, guys, if y'all can't get with the program, you got to dip because I got a thousand resumes on my desk of people who want to work here. Now, my resume being one of those resumes aside, <laughs> sent straight to UCLA Health. <laughs> yeah, I feel like mine might be in there. I think I applied for like some, like, I don't know what part. Like, I think I probably applied for like the head uh towel boy or something i don't know i forgot what it's called way overqualified. <laughs> we we took opposite routes i shout for the stars they were like they were like we need a web application developer for basketball ops full stack experience and i'm like i took a sequel class so sign me up magic no i applied for like where you like refill the waters and like wash the towels and stuff like that i remember i applied i think that was like a year ago or two years ago i applied for i'm that. shocked you didn't get it oh wow no oh, i know I, I think i got an email like the next day or something saying i, didn't get it. <laughs> I should talk i should have talked to baxter holmes about this obviously <laughs> 
in general, that's a pretty messed up thing to do, right? First first day on the job, the first thing you do is, uh, you know, inspire fear and, and unease in your staff. Yeah. They, he, uh, suppo- I mean, I don't know if they could see it from the office. Imagine if they could see the stacks of papers. Like, <laughs> I need to go look at those. You see those papers up there? Yeah, that's all people who want your job. And if you're not doing well enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna call one of those people. They're in. gonna get your job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be intimidating. That would be terrifying. So, one and this sort of gets to one of the first issues. I have not issues, I guess, but 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 observations about this article. So, you know, after Baxter Holmes writes that thousand resume paragraph, uh, the next paragraph is a quote um from a Lakers coaching staff member who was present saying it was shocking mm-hmm. uh you don't need more pressure especially from someone who's supposed to be an ally now what i noticed mm-hmm. was there were a lot of coaching staff members used as yep. sources yep. in yeah. this piece mm-hmm. so a lot from from jump i'm already taking everything with forget a grain of salt an entire pillar <laughs> like that biblical story where god told them to run and they looked back and they weren't supposed to and they turned into a pillar of salt i'm carrying that with me reading this article it's mark matson <laughs> <laughs> by the way for for magic saying that there was one backstabber in Polinka, i think there's a lot more after reading this <laughs> <laughs> yeah you might have to worry about more than just Polinka. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Unless it's Palinka saying, a fr- uh, coaching staff told me this, so say that it was a coaching staff that said this. This wasn't Jesse Mermies being mad he couldn't run his <laughs> offense. Like, this was- <laughs> the issue with that is the next paragraph describes magic as confrontational, threatening, mm-hmm. intimidating, mm-hmm. and a bully. Wow. I, did they leave anything out? Is he is he racist I, and I, sexist I think- as well? <laughs> I mean, I mean, according to some of the stories people have been telling, yes, absolutely. (laughs) But um, it's just uh, it's weird having this be a complete Magic Johnson hit piece from the jump, considering he doesn't work here anymore. Yeah, I'm wondering if like was he able to like release this earlier in the like maybe last month or something? But like he probably didn't have all this information till maybe till now. Yeah, the weird thing to me is, isn't it reported that he was never there? Like, so I'm kind of confused if he was just intimidating, like, every day, or was it just once in a while would come in and scare people? <laughs> like, it can't be both, it can't be both, right? He can't not ever be there and also being this guy who gives you pressure every day. What I'm, uh, what, what I'm guessing is, is that, like, they were, like, worried every day for, like, maybe he's coming in today and stuff like that. That's why when Palenka comes in there and says, does anyone know if Magic's in there? Everyone's like... Thank God, no. <laughs> that's actually a pretty good point. Yeah, that's probably it's probably them worrying. Like, maybe if he comes in today, this today is going to be a living hell. I'm just saying from their perspective, if that's how it is. But a coaching staff member being scared of a guy who's never there—that's just kind of a little weird to me. Yeah, I could see, I could see that because, like, maybe if they know, I mean, yeah, because they, I mean, also coaching staff member, he, they probably. Uh, Magic probably doesn't talk to them. He probably talks to Luke. Unless that's Luke saying that. Because, I mean, there's a lot of things about him yelling at Luke. That'd be pretty crazy for Luke to be that source. Like, that's a coaching staff member. Yeah. It's actually Luke Wong. I mean, how much much is the president of basketball operations supposed to talk with the head coach? Like, in general. Like, I don't think. I don't know. I don't think Bob Myers and Steve Kerr are talking every day. Ooh. I disagree. Not every day. But, like, I'm sure when they walk by, they sit and talk for, like, a while. I feel like maybe that's a bad example. 
I shouldn't be using the best yeah. team of all time. Yeah. I don't think Ernie <laughs> Grunfeld and Scott Brooks talk every day. Okay, fair. No, I, fair, I, fair. I, I don't think... <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think Tom Thibodeau was talking to Tom Thibodeau every day. But, like, <laughs> and like in all seriousness, like, I don't think Kevin Pritchard and, 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 and Nate McMillan are sitting down having a daily chat. Right. So, and, and obviously, Magic was an absentee executive. Like, I, I'm not disputing that by any stretch of the imagination. But, again, salt in my pockets reading this article. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like, mm-hmm. man, like, how much of this is real and how much of this is taking the shovel and piling on yeah i think the theme of it was clear pretty early that it was going to be a lot of on magic johnson i guess Mm -hmm. yeah they definitely went to like as we'll get into it they'll get they go into other people more later or he goes into other people more later but the beginning Mm -hmm. is all magic like he like threw out the hard like uh the hard uh, um how do i say this the like hard points in the beginning for him uh i think i mean to be fair i think i feel like it is real maybe exaggerated at points but i think i think it is it is real i could i could i mean i obviously don't know magic or anything but i could definitely like see that i feel like maybe not not bully but like i could see him being intimidating because like when he goes into the office and just like make sure because i'm sure that story's true if like multiple people came out and said that it is i'm sure mm-hmm. it is but i feel like maybe maybe some points might be over exaggerated but I don't know. I'm just asking questions. I'm not taking a side yet. I'm not taking a side yet. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. Let me see. Let me see. What do you? What do you think? What do you think? Um, I, let, let's uh, let's continue working through. I do agree with you. Oh, I do agree okay. with you, though. Okay. I, I could definitely see because that's part of it, right? Like, it'd be different if Magic was even in the public eye, somewhat measured. You know, a little bit of pluses, a little bit of minuses. Like, not not plus. But he, but he, uh-huh. you know, he he was. Um, you know, he, he spoke, you know, holistically about situations, but that's not what he does, right? He smiles and tries to charm the camera. And that can't, mm-hmm. like, people don't work like that. People are not that way 100% of the time. Right. So if he's pushing so hard to show us that, I could totally see on the flip side the, 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 the anger coming out, the negativity coming out. So. For sure. Okay. Moving on. I respect, yeah. <laughs> we then get to the infamous Anthony Davis bungled trade talks what 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 really begins to to sort of and this is the the trade talks are a point but but it's really sort of a vehicle to talk about the uh the idea that baxter holmes presents that magic and rob were allowing lebron's management team unusual access to the locker room and the team now that's interesting to me, if only because we haven't really heard that that much throughout the course of the year, right? Yeah, 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 I I hadn't at all. Which, you know, maybe Baxter Holmes found out, maybe people didn't want to say anything because they didn't want to piss LeBron off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm shocked that never leaked or anything like that. that never came it's out. hard to see that not leaking if it's the issue that it's it's being presented as right now. Right. Um. I'm I'm curious. Do you guys find an issue with that? That he came on a flight once? Not at all. I don't have an issue. Literally with that. zero issue. It it's kind of funny, right? Because they're saying that um, Rich Paul is getting too much. Kind of, I don't know. He's getting like extra that any other agents would have would have. Kobe's agent is our like general <laughs> manager now. I didn't even think about like, that. What are you talking? What are you talking about? Like he yeah. went on one flight. Ours is basically like our GM, yeah. <laughs> our president of basketball operations. A lot of star players for teams, I'm sure, get, like, extra, like, 
not benefits, but you know what I mean. Like they get, yeah, they they get a little more help because they're that's their star player of the team. Also, here's one thing that I am confused or I don't remember because um, I might dispute my claim. When was that? When did uh, when did um, he go on the plane on the Lakers uh, plane? It was a, it was an East Coast to West Coast trip. He, he talked about it earlier. Apparently, it was it was he was in Brooklyn. Rich Paul was in Brooklyn. They were heading back to L.A. Yeah, I, I don't. I was. It, it was the year before. Right? I don't believe it was last season. I, mm-hmm. It wasn't like last season. I believe it was the year before. If I'm remembering, I think you're right. So it wasn't with the. So it wasn't with the Lakers. No, it was with the Lakers. Um, he, had, he still had KCP. As yeah, a I was client. gonna say it was the KCP. Oh, the it was the uh, they're saying yeah. the capitulating to to KCP year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To try to get LeBron. Uh, yeah, obviously. I mean, I, I, I don't. If it's just one time, like I, don't, I don't, I don't find an issue with it. Is it like every single time? Then yeah, absolutely. It's like what is that's not normal, but one time, especially if it's true that like he his flight like wasn't or his flight plans like were. Getting messed up, messed up. Then yeah, I understand it. Yeah, it just doesn't make. I don't know. This doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, he's he's covering LeBron James. You're gonna give him extra attention. You know what I mean? If let's say Kevin Durant signs with the Knicks and uh, his agent Rich, I think it's Rich Kleiman, wants to go on the plane. Is anyone gonna say anything next year? I mean, I think I think people would say stuff if it was like a lot, but if it's just one time or maybe like twice in the season, that's nothing. It's like. That's what you do for your best player. You you provide those things for them. Yeah, I mean, I just find it hard to believe that in the history of the National Basketball Association, no agent has ever ridden a plane with the team before. <laughs> like, this is what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's mainly because it's the Lakers. It's, it's the Lakers, it's LeBron, it's Rich LeBron. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember Drake said he rode, like, the Warriors team plane one time. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's agents that's riding their planes. I, I just don't know why it when 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 the Lakers like capitulate to LeBron even slightly like with the Rich Paul riding the plane it's like news when like <laughs> yo the Warriors suspended Draymond Green for insulting yeah. Kevin Durant like with words <laughs> like <laughs> like it's okay to cater to your superstar I wish we would do it a little more <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I don't know why it just it it's take, so taken out of proportion when it involves the Lakers and LeBron. Like the two combined is just like it's just ESPN's love. The Clippers are having like people follow Kawhi to every game, like, and it's not even a story at all. Like no one's reporting that. Yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was just like, "What if the if that was the Lakers, people would be investigating like crazy right now." It's stupid. Well, uh, Baxter Holmes had. Nearly two dozen staffers, he says, uh, who describe the Lakers under Magic and Rob as fraught with dysfunction. Uh, he goes about the the free agent acquisitions, uh, the tampering uh, accusations, berated staffers, uh, and to quote one, I'm going to quote the article directly, as one ex-Lakers star privately told confidants, it's f- crazy over there. Now, real quick. I don't know who this is. It's Ramon. Like, what star did we have that we don't have anymore (laughs) that was there for Magic and Rob? Is Julius Randle that star? 
Brooke I, Lopez? That's, no, I, I was genuinely thinking if it's one person that, like, if during the time of Magic and Rob, I automatically was thinking uh, Julius Randle. Because, like, I couldn't think of it. And it was either Julius Randle or, or D'Lo. But, like, D'Lo wasn't there, really. So Man, I, D'Lo was not worried about that at all. Yeah. D'Lo did not so care. I, <laughs> yeah. So I was, I my, my initial thought was Julius Randle. Because, like, I couldn't think of any star that was there. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, this sort unless you're talking to, talking about Corey Brewer. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, that sort of gets to the the same issue I had with the start of the article is that I mean, it's a negative article, right? Like, it's not like Genie Bus is going to be quoted as saying, "Yeah, things are kind of messed up." Like, of course, yeah. everyone who's quoted is going to have an axe to grind, but it's like Baxter Holmes got the people who hated the Lakers the most and was like, "Just let it all out there." Yeah. <laughs> um, which is sad because, like, you know, we got to the break in the article. Moving forward, there are things that are issues. There are decisions that are issues, right? Mm-hmm. Moving forward, you know, he, they talk about the uh, the draft picks and the free agency, the free agent signings, right? Mm-hmm. right. The, the, the war room setup that Baxter Holmes describes. <laughs> literally made me sick to my stomach i i know i know how you feel about this because we we both were thinking about the same player i know how you feel about this rick oh man and it's 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 worse because the way the scene is set up is magic and robber in one room mm-hmm. and then yeah all the scouts and the basketball ops people and the analytics people are in another room <laughs> and i would pay to see that reaction to the name being called <laughs> Yo. and once again we like ali like you said we've discussed this i'm all for mo i love mo i want him to succeed but if the front office staff members really wanted amari spellman or mitchell robinson uh-huh. and we chose mo wagner only because rob and magic were sitting in their ivory tower that to me that's fireable right that's a fireable offense there's reasons that you have those people position in their jobs is because they're professionals who know who to draft and they've done amazing these past few years so like to, to just ignore their advice and be like nah i like this this guy this guy is my guy i don't care what anyone else says i don't care what the people we have in those positions say i'm gonna get this guy it's kind of that part grinding my gears as i say so I'm not sure if this is in the article, but Baxter was on the radio and he said it's normal for like NBA teams to kind of have like two different war rooms, mm-hmm. but they're usually like next to each other, you know, mm-hmm. so like you can just go next door and kind of like say something. But he said like these were like super far apart. <laughs> so like Magic and Rob were like in one room and then he, he described it as like a whole other side of the house. Of the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's like makes no sense though, you know, just like at a work environment, like um, it's very weird. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we talked about it on the last podcast, or I gave my my you know Star Wars Sith rule of two analogy. <laughs> that I mean, this this sort of just reinforces the idea that they were kind of like going rogue a little bit from the entire organization, <laughs> just doing what they wanted to, yeah. which is hilarious because the whole time they're working in tandem to sign mm-hmm. these. To quote Baxter Holmes, mercurial free agents. No, I don't know what that word means. And draft <laughs> these guys when they don't even like each other. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just a recipe for disaster. I am actually looking up mer- mercurial and it says, Subject to sudden or unpredictable changes of mood or mind. 
Yeah, that's a perfect mercurial. That makes wow. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that fits. All right, shout out Baxter. <laughs> really, really quick, what do you guys think of Josh Hart getting like asked about Amari Spellman, and I guess saying that he was kind of not in shape, and then Palinka blaming that that's a reason why they didn't draft him. Listen, I if that's true, <laughs> I feel bad for Josh Hart because that shouldn't get out there. Like, if you're asking him that question, that should never reach anybody. So, so it, it was in the article that. According like the the conversation that Rob had from Rob's side was a conversation that where Josh warned him about Amari Spellman's conditioning, but from Josh's side, you know, or, or from the sources close to Josh Hart, uh, as Baxter Holmes would say, uh, the conversation that Rob's referring to lasted less than a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was a. Uh, what do you think of this guy? Oh, and he gave his part, and he's like, "Okay, get out." <laughs> That's it. Also, Amari Spellman, like, you know, tweeted at Josh Hart when this article came out yeah. and was like, oh, yeah. like, let's talk about this then. Let me find out. And they t- they spoke on the phone. Josh Hart tweeted that they spoke on the phone and cleared it up, which, like. Did he really tweet at Josh Hart? He yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. He was. And Josh Hart tweeted back. They, he wanted all the smoke. Oh, he said, he said, let's just hope this ain't true, Law, because man, yeah. oh, man, if it if it is, that's wild. But I'm going to just chalk it up to God's plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would you not tweet? Why would you not text him and not tweet out that out? I mean, I think that's a good point. <laughs> Fair. I don't know, man. They're millennials. We're millennials. We we're dramatic. Kids these <laughs> days I mean? and their social media. Yeah. Just kidding. I I don't look at how many hours I spend on Twitter on purpose because I'm terrified of that number. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I have yeah, an Android. Same. I don't have like the app monitor, so I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I. Everyone always goes, how much do you actually spend on it? I'm like, I don't know, and I'm not going to look. Well, you can check that? like how. Long. Yeah, you can check how long you are on each app. Oh, wow. It's terrifying. Don't that. do that. Don't even do that to yourself. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to know <laughs> that. These, these past few days, I've like tried to like lower the time I'm on Twitter. I've like tried my best just to like just like at least for a couple days. And then today happened. I was like, right, I'm back. <laughs> right back at it. <laughs> also, to get back to this Josh Hart conversation... That is so freaking disingenuous because, like, oh my god, that that's like, um, you know, somebody asking like, hey, hey, Rick, how how are you and your girlfriend doing? And I'm like, oh, we're good, man, we're real good, you know, ups and downs, but that's relationships. (laughs) And then that person being like, Rick and his girlfriend are fighting nonstop, constantly, like, no. Um, puts ups and and then downs in all yeah. caps. <laughs> ups and downs, and that is like that is also just such such a Rob Palinka thing to do to like you know use as evidence for his own decision. You know, sort of like ad- abdicate the responsibility of making the decision by like blaming someone else. Yeah, my my, my problem with it. This was probably the thing that annoyed me the most. And the, there was a lot of terrible things in this article. But this one kind of annoyed me the most. Because you kind of like killed two stones with one. Like you, you not only got Mo Wagner realized that he didn't, he wasn't wanted by like eighty percent of the organization. Yep. Then you also killed the trust between your general manager slash president of basketball with Josh Hart, who is like an integral part of the core. Mm-hmm. So you, you just destroyed two relationships in one. There have been a lot of relationships destroyed this past year in in, in oh, there. Yeah. Yeah, but this, like, yeah, I feel like Mo, like that Matt. I feel the worst for Mo Wagner. Like, yeah. imagine seeing that, and being like, oh. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah. That's fine. Only two guys <laughs> on this entire organization wanted me, and one just quit. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the other dude only drafted me because the guy he wanted was out of shape. <laughs> and he went to my school. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Um, all right, so Baxter hops back and forth, so we're going to hop back and forth because I also want to get back to the, the, the point, Raj, you made about what this article does. Um, but I, I want to end on that, so I'm going to keep moving forward mm-hmm. uh, because – uh, Baxter then goes on to describe a lunch between Mav Carter and Adam Silver. Um, okay, let me, I'm gonna read this paragraph because I just want, I just want, I just want all of us to be on the same page. In November, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and Maverick Carter, LeBron's business partner, met for lunch. James's agent, Rich Paul, was seated at a nearby table and at one point approached Silver to complain about Walton. Multiple sources familiar with the interaction told ESPN. First and foremost, what the fuck is that paragraph? <laughs> so Mav Carter is at lunch with Adam Silver, and Rich Paul is just what eavesdropping two tables yeah. away. <laughs> yep. Like he's got his face in the menu. Like I'm not listening. No, no they didn't have a three table ready, so like they had two two of them split up. Also, if Adam Silver's meeting with anybody, it's gonna be the LeBron's agent, not just like Mav. Like yeah, I'm gonna meet with Mav, but Rich, mm, this is between me and Mav. Yeah. <laughs> what? I could just see, uh, dude. My, I loved playing this in my head, like imagining how it looked or like mm-hmm. how it played out. That was my favorite part. Like I just imagine Rich just sitting like two tables away and just staring at, <laughs> staring at Adam Silver and like Adam Silver uncomfortably just being like, "Yo, Rich just keeps looking at me. Does he need to say something?" And then he just keeps looking at him to a point where Rich just gets up and finally tells him. I think Maverick Carter was just trying to get Adam Silver on the shot, and then Rich Paul just came up. <laughs> I hate the coach. <laughs> <laughs> also, like LeBron's agent is Rich Paul. LeBron's business partner is Mav Carter. Adam Silver's the NBA commissioner. It makes sense that Adam Silver would have like some relationship with the two closest business partners of his crown jewel, the best player in his league. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this, I was like, first and foremost, that what a what a crass invasion of privacy. Because that just sounded like a conversation to me. Mav and Adam yeah. are having lunch. Rich is like, hey, I didn't know y'all was eating here. Adam, man, that boy Luke Walton trash. <laughs> Adam's like, oh, wow. Well, what, what what would you do? I don't know, Tyron Lou. Boom, five minute conversation. Now all of a sudden it's a Baxter Holmes hit piece. That's boom. <laughs> Not just that. Wait, what is Adam Sa- Adam Sandler, Adam Silver gonna do about yeah, that? Like, like what? Yeah, they're what, okay. You don't like him, all right? Well, I can't do anything about. They're that, acting like Mav I'll... was like angling for Adam Silver to like ban Luke Walton from I life, know. like yeah. he's Donald Sterling. Yeah. Like he can't. They know he can't do anything. This wasn't yeah. a power play. This was a conversation over lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just well, who would you when he asks who would you rather have as coach he pulls up a chair right next to him and be like well let me tell you i thought this through and just tells him the whole shit. yeah he's like what, what if what if rich just sat down and was like well let me tell you you know monty williams looks like a great guy but if i couldn't yeah, get yeah. him it would definitely be tyron lou uh yeah. and if not then frank vogel but he'd have to have jason kidd on his staff like no like i don't i just don't like the villa the villainization the vilification whichever is the correct mm-hmm. noun ver- verb word of that uh the vilification of mav carter and rich paul like the, the, this is this paragraph literally describes a conversation over lunch, and Baxter Holmes is like acting like it's the Black Hand trying to assassinate Franz Ferdinand to start <laughs> World War One. Like I don't understand why it's that serious. 
I have n- I agree. <laughs> I don't get how this even gets to a point where this kind of information gets to like a Baxter home. Thank you. I said sources familiar with the uh, what does it say? Multiple sources familiar with the interaction. Were there like people like nearby <laughs> who heard it? Like <laughs> and were like, oh, I think I heard the word um, Lou. Yeah, it must yeah. be Tyron Lou. All right, and then it just circles to like an ESPN reporter. Yeah, just fans sitting next to them at the table. It's like, oh, okay, this is cool. I'm going to reach out to Baxter Holmes. <laughs> Plot twist. Rich Paul was having lunch with Baxter Holmes at a nearby table. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. This was the plan all along. Yeah, yeah. It turns out Rich Paul is the black hand <laughs> with this dastardly <laughs> scheme. Rich Paul was reading the reading the um, the article and was like, wait, I didn't tell you to like say I was on the plane. I don't, you don't need to do that. Why are you doing that? But they're not at like a information. Sh- they're not at like a Shake Shack, you know what I mean? Where you can just kind of like stand right next to them and know what they're talking about. It must have been at like some private place. If I walked in and saw Adam Silver at a Shake Shack, I think I'd laugh for about five <laughs> minutes straight. I, I would ask him to buy my Shake Shack first yeah, and foremost. Exactly. <laughs> I'd ask him who he thinks who he thinks should be the Lakers coach. That's what I ask him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, so then Baxter Holmes continues, saying that Rich Paul was basically letting it be known through back-channel convos that he wasn't okay with Luke Walton's coaching, saying uh, specifically that he wasn't that he was criticizing uh, Walton's minute allotments, fair, and his inconsistent lineups. Okay, that's true. And yeah, so was everyone else who was watching the Laker games. <laughs> I was gonna be like, and what is again? What is Adam Silver gonna do about like, that? So apparently Rich Paul has a problem with Luke Walton's coaching, mm-hmm. as does... Welcome to the club. Like, I, like, which sort of gets to my sourcing question from before. Like, who's... Like, anyone objective is going to be like, yeah, I mean, the minute allotments was weird, and his inconsistent lineups really messed with team chemistry. <laughs> and not just this year, last year too. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot like that. It's like every year. Right. Again... Not trying to, not, I'm, and I don't want to like. Yeah, is is that healthy for Rich Paul to be like talking down about Luke Walton? Maybe not. No, not maybe not. Probably not. Hundred percent not. But it probably wouldn't have been as much of an issue if Luke Walton didn't have you know some pretty serious deficiencies in the way he was coaching the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I think if this article came out earlier, it would have been it would have done way more damage too. Like while Luke was coaching everything like that. I don't think you get these coaching like um, sources Thomas. though. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. That's 100% fair. Um, so, what do you guys make of the next point, which is that apparently three people close to James are listed in the Lakers staff directory? That's fine. We we had what Judy Cito as Kobe's like um, like therapist when when he was on the team. Kobe's former agent became the GM, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mad LeBron has his trainer, though. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Especially because it's there's a there's a executive administrator logistics. That's Randy Mims. That that's LeBron's boy, which was what like what a travel coordinator like logistics. Yeah. Not a big deal. Uh, Robert Brown, personal security officer, which. Is that like makes that's, sense? That that's like downright logical. Like that's yeah. <laughs> and then Mike Mancius, whose title is athletic trainer and athletic performance liaison. So it's like, hmm, these are three positions pretty reasonable for LeBron to have someone on the staff for. <laughs> yeah, and like 
LeBron is the first max free agent in a long time to join the Lakers, like actually choose to join. Like, and it's not just any max free agent. It's LeBron James. You, this is something you do for a player like LeBron James. This is what every, I hope this is what Portland does for Damian Lillard. You know, like it's just, you do this for your star player. I think on those, to be fair to Baxter, he says that's normal in the NBA yeah, for like yeah. superstars to have that. It's the next sentence that's still kind of confusing. He says, still under Palinka and Johnson, the Lakers began allowing more access to the team around the facility to players, agents than prior leadership. Like, again, our GM is Kobe's agent. Like, I don't, I don't understand <laughs> yeah. this. Do, do you mean the former agent would know <laughs> how to engender favor with other agents? Also, we're talking about prior leadership. Mitch Kupchak didn't talk to free agents until 1201. Nope. Nope. When every other team would talk right before and he's like, no, 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 no. I gotta be, I gotta be honest. You know what? Some changes from prior leadership might just be a welcomed addition to the squad. (laughs) (laughs) And, and he, and Baxter Holmes said that, you know, one Lakers front office executive applauded the change, which is fair. Yeah. Cause catching up with times. Yeah. I actually think that's a I think that's a relatively smart move. It makes players like feel more comfortable. All right, so we get into the we finally get into some more uh, like uh, I guess some shystiness from Rich Paul, um, where Baxter Holmes talks about how Rich Paul would be around the facility a lot in the 2017-2018 season. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and again, another Lakers coaching staff member is quoted as saying that you know it was obvious that Rich Paul was scouting Luke Walton's coaching ability. And Luke knew that. Is that why he stubbornly refused to, like, improve? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to make any of these improvements Rich Paul is saying because, yes, they are true, but I don't want him to get that satisfaction. So, no, I will not do that. I don't know. Are, are agents in, like, coaching meetings? This is the one where I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, it's Rich Paul, so. but Well, did they say he was in coaching meetings? I know. I, I know. Oh, Rob was. was at the facility. Yeah, you just at the yeah. facility. Uh, okay. Yeah, then I'm not sure whether that would be a huge deal. But. He was a few tables away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once again, in a vacuum, I can totally see. Like, you know what? That's a little uneasy. I understand. Yeah. But we're mm-hmm. trying to sign LeBron James right now. If Rich Paul, if Rich Paul wants to put a rolly chair at half court and make guys run around him while we're trying to sign LeBron, then by all means, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> like go to the other court. <laughs> like you know, you know that question where like people are like, "Would you rather have Brad Stevens or Giannis?" Oh yeah. Like, like we'd rather have LeBron than Luke. So yeah, yeah like we're gonna do that. Like, like tough. Like it's tough, man. It's a tough. It's a tough situation. I understand. But talking about LeBron James. Um, anyway, I, I did want to ask you guys your opinion on this because this, this Caldwell, this KCP situation is something I hadn't thought about in a while. And Baxter seems to really mm-hmm. hammer uh, the Lakers for having some, some lack of ethical, ethical backbone here by saying that, you know, KCP was allowed to practice and play with the team while being serving a jail sentence. Mm-hmm. I, I'll. Raj, Ali, either of you guys, I, I, I'll I'll be quiet for a second. What do you guys think about that? That's a, I think that's a fair, valid point. Uh, I mean, it, I, I don't know. I, I did. I remember at the time when it was happening. I was like, oh, interesting. Like he gets to still play, but I did think that was kind of weird. But at the same time, I don't think it's I, to bring it up now when it was mm-hmm. last year is like right. all right. That's a long time ago, but 
I, I think it's an okay point. It was before um, we signed LeBron, right? It was the year before mm-hmm. that the DUI charge was. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it is fair. I mean, Magic and Rob came and saying they wanted, like, um, ethical good guys, right? And then KCP had, like, a jail sentence, which was the irony in that. But I think it's a fair thing. But, again, you had your politics with wanting to sign LeBron. So I could see both sides, like, on this one. It, it, was, yeah. it was just funny to me because I, I was reading it, and I kind of had that same thought, Ali. I was like... Man, this is old news. Whatever, whatever. We've been, we knew mm-hmm. about this. But then he ends the par- the paragraph by saying, "In all, Caldwell Pope missed four games, but played in nine. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's kind of crazy." Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you put it that way, <laughs> this man was in jail and worked more than he missed. That's wild. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I that was the first point where I was like, okay, that that might like I don't mind you trying to engender goodwill with Clutch, but maybe mm-hmm. you could have just sat him for those twenty for that month, right? Just sit him for the month, yeah. uh, especially Raj, like you said, after talking about how they wanted high character guys, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of home games, I think, during that time. Yeah, <laughs> so he could so he could play, but he couldn't leave the state, right? I believe during that time. No, yeah, he couldn't leave the state. That's why, because he missed a game yeah. in what Cleveland, Minnesota, yeah, and two in Houston. So, I think we we're still trying to make the playoffs at that time. So yeah, maybe that's why. I mean, he probably wasn't too mad because you know, like two nights in Houston, that kind of sucks to miss. But then you also don't have to go to Cleveland. Low key, I like Minnesota though, so I was gonna disrespect it as a joke. But I don't even want to. I don't even want to toss that joke out because I love that city. I've never been, but I feel like it wouldn't be a bad place at all. I went for WNBA yeah. All Star last year. Ooh, that's sick! Wow, that was fire. And I got a picture with Angel McCautry, mm-hmm. Courtney Vandersloot. I got a picture with Courtney Vandersloot, and then she won the three point contest. So, <laughs> got oh, a picture wow. before, or after, before, before. So I was the good luck charm. You already know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, <laughs> Courtney. If you're hearing this, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we get to the flight issue. Um, although, you know, we, we discussed, uh, you know, how it's not that big a deal, but I do think it's hilarious that, you know, Rich Paul was one of the few people to actually respond to Baxter Holmes, um, you know, or to ESPN. And he said, no, of course, I'm not going to deny that I wrote on the charter. I also did it in Cleveland and Miami. And then (laughs) sources from Cleveland and Miami were like, no, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about, but no. (laughs) Not our charter. <laughs> uh, I don't even care. <laughs> so Magic said that he allowed him on the flight, and it was just yeah. one time. So that's that's why I, I don't find it that big of a deal. <laughs> Although I do find hilarious the idea that Luke was given the opportunity to deny <laughs> deny it. It's <laughs> he like and he did it. Yeah, because he has self preservation. I know. fire him in Brooklyn. <laughs> Yeah, Luke's stuck there. It's like, I, how do you want me to answer this? I don't know. Is this a test? What is this? That's hilarious. Luke, do you want Rich Paul on the plane, or you want to do another job? Like this, this is like. You don't have a problem with Rich on the plane, do you? Do you? That's hilarious to me. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the uh, once we get into the Rich Paul stuff, it becomes you know a little bit more. I guess a little bit more uneasy because Baxter Holmes talks about how Paul wanted to get Luke Walton fired and how, you know, Clutch Sports was working on trades behind the scenes. Um, mm-hmm. So him being on the plane was a culture killer. I need to figure out when he was on the plane because I would really like to know. That's what I want to know. I want to, yeah, like, 
It was That's a flight from like Brooklyn, I believe. I remember they said. But I'm 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 trying to double check. I'm trying to double check. Because I really want to know. Because if it was in like December, then I'm calling BS on the culture killer. But I mean, is it even a culture killer? Like that seems very exaggerated, isn't it? He's just sitting on the plane getting a ride. Yeah, I'm sure. But I mean, like, okay, when he's sitting on the plane with everyone, are they? Is him and LeBron like separated on another side, or like anything like that? Oh my god! Yeah, sure. Sorry, oh. sorry. I just found out. I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the same reaction I'd have. It was December 18th. Oh, man. We were 18 oh. and 13. If there's anything that was a culture killer, it was losing to the Nets by five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not going to do anything then. Also, Especially, there's no trade rumors then, right? No. Yeah. LeBron no, had 36, 13, and 8, by the way. Lonzo scored 23 points. Like, if that's the flight, I don't think having him on the flight was a culture killer then. We were we were playing very good basketball. People were happy at that point in time. Yeah. But big part, if that's that flight. Well, that's the only time we played in Brooklyn. Yeah. And if we're flying from yeah. Brooklyn to LA, that is the only time that we played in Brooklyn. Then yeah. that just makes no sense. Ooh, I'm mad now. There's, there's a reason why that wasn't put in the article, that specific date. It, there's a reason. Even if it's not like they're on the plane, like... Oh, you know what would be nice? Anthony Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at everyone. You know yeah, I mean? like Rich Paul is sitting there like playing spades with LeBron. Hey, hey Brandon, you like beignets? <laughs> you like crawfish etouffee? Like, that's not what's happening, bro. They, they FaceTime 80 on the plane. I know. Kuz, you ever been to Mardi Gras? <laughs> like, like what do you think about beads? Like, and, and then, you know, so that he follows that up straight by the, by the you know, one agent with ties to the Lakers. Um, sorry, I, I'm not even going to fix. Aaron Mintz says, uh, coaches, <laughs> coaches know Rich is trying to get them fired and players know Rich is trying to get them traded and describes that that situation as destructive. Um, specifically, Paul's presence on the plane destructive. Keep in mind, already calling BS on that. Um, second of all, so we're talking about an agent who has ties to the Lakers who is likely jealous of the access Rich Paul is 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 gaining to the Lakers. Right. So he has an axe to grind. He or she, mm-hmm. don't know. Um, but also, it's the National Basketball Association. Um, don't agents try to get players traded all of the time? Isn't that right. like? Isn't that what agents are there for to yeah. to get their guys moved? Mm-hmm. Don't agents also represent coaches? Like it, it's just like the NBA politics. It's a shady business, man. Why are we acting like Rich Paul is the only one in the shade? Because it's he's LeBron's agent, and LeBron plays for the Lakers. Yep, it, all of it gets mag. Uh, I can't even say the word right now. <laughs> all of it gets. Uh, I can't even say. Hold up, hold up. I'll get it out. All of it gets magnified. There we go. There we go. <laughs> So I looked it up. Um, you said that flight was like in December, like nineteenth or yes, something. Yes, the game was December eighteenth, so I assume. Okay, okay. So the only thing that maybe it could be, but still, like it's not warranted. But do you remember LeBron did that little interview? Where he was like, "I'd love to play with Anthony Davis." Yes. Like, do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. That was on December nineteenth. So maybe that's what they're but, but talking the f- about. But the flight was December eighteenth. No, we don't know for sure what day the flight was. The game was yeah. on the eighteenth, so. Okay. When was the next game? Let me peep. Now I'm curious about when LeBron, when exactly LeBron said that, if it came out on the 19th. Um, so he said that the 19th, the uh, 
I, I love playing with Anthony Davis would be amazing. Oh, it's because they played the Pelicans on the 21st in L.A. Oh, right, right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that is. Okay. But still, right. the Lakers well, are, are playing. Little, those are small puzzle pieces. Okay. Yeah. They were playing well at the time, though. So, like, uh oh. Yeah. Hmm. I could understand a little discomfort if he says those comments and then they go on the flight to that right. game with, with Rich Paul in there. Could definitely that, see it. That yeah. I see it. That's different. That I see it. Yes. Yeah. With those, oh, we should, we're, we're like breaking, we're doing breaking news stuff here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and hey, we, we got to do the digging. If, if, any, if no one's going to yeah. do the digging, the forum will. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a reasonable, but again, it's all a big if. Say like Baxter, you have a point here. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Holmes. <laughs> Mr. Holmes, remember when I said earlier that that was just, uh, there's a reason you didn't put the date? Remember. Yeah, I'm sorry. Remember when I was uh, calling BS? I'd like to leave a message. <laughs> um, so, uh, although, oh, sorry, we got to another one of my favorite quotes in the article. Um, Given Clutch's access, rival agents said they were wary of allowing young clients to join the Lakers, fearing oh, they'd be recruited or poached. Now, look, I'm going to quote the great Usher Raymond on this one. Don't bring your girl around me, true player for real. Look, bro, <laughs> step your game up. If you're afraid they're going to get poached, be a better agent. That's some whack <laughs> to me, dog. <laughs> that is the wackest <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that stuff. When they say, like, uh, my, 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 uh, the, the, Sorry, the player that I represent doesn't want to play for this team because of this certain player or like this. I, I don't believe that stuff that often. I don't believe any agent would would. I don't believe any agent would say that with honesty, right? Yeah. Right. I don't think they would say, "Oh yeah, I'm afraid that some better agent is gonna poach my guy." I just, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. You have to have a certain level of like asinine confidence to be an agent. Right, like because it's it's a cutthroat job, you have to have there's a survival instinct, and I just I don't I don't know that just seems a little, and I'm not sitting here trying to refute every point, but you know, as I said, yeah. agendas. Yeah. So it says even those representing players on the roster, so I guess it could only be the three that were in trade talks, right? Like I'm, I don't understand that point. Yeah, maybe Brandon Ingram's agent was like you know wary of Rich Paul and them. Possibly. But Brandon was drafted like before Rich Paul had anything to do with the Lakers. Yeah. I will say that uh, Adam Mendelson, uh, who is a longtime media advisor to James, according to Baxter Holmes, kind of hit it on the head for me. Um, it, it's just, it's the media game. It's the it's the NBA media game. Yeah. Yep. And you got to deal with it. And media game has been stepping up as of late. It's bringing their A game. Mm-hmm. Like Kawhi in the fourth quarter right now. <laughs> Pretty insane. I, I don't really want to go over the these guys are babies comments from Magic Johnson yeah, again. I, 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 was reading, I was reading and I was like, I don't want to talk about Magic saying I want to pick my own people. I don't want to die. Rather than <laughs> that part, I feel like we talked about it last time and just makes me angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They. This is the one of the parts where it really hit home, um, and I thought, you know, this is really an issue. Uh, the article talks about how uh, over the course of you know Rob and Magic's tenure, um, over twenty four staffers left the organization, from basketball ops to coaching, analytics, mm-hmm. just regular team employees. Um, you know how in sixteen seventeen uh, there were seventy two staffers yeah. in the directory, and now. Uh, 27 are no longer there. 
that kind of got back to the the sort of employee treatment uh, issue that that magic magic's behavior sort of alluded to or, or shown a line on or illustrated, and that's kind of sad. That is legitimately it is. It's sad. A, it's a crazy turnover. Yeah, like uh, everything aside, that's like like the Suns when they hired James Jones, they they let everyone go. Yeah. Uh, and that's the kind of right. like irresponsible, like scorched earth attitude that just like sets your franchise back. And it's sad to hear that 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 attitude affected the Lakers. Agreed. Because you don't you need to fire that? everybody. You just need to you pick the people that you still believe do like a great job. But that's a lot of people to fire. It's a lot of people. But but then if you if you're gonna fire that many people, then you can't go and then say I didn't get to hire my own people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that quote doesn't make sense. You fired. A turnover rate of thirty-seven and a half percent is a lot, uh, but then what's the point of doing that? But then not turning over the people that you actually like, the coach, or if you don't believe in the coach, then you have to like make that decision early on. You know? Yeah, I mean the the one of the quotes from one of the former staffers uh, in the article says, you know, it it was like we didn't have a plan, mm-hmm. and that. What you just said, Raj, kind of just like illustrates that. Like, it's like they, you know, we just fired a bunch of people or let a bunch of people go without any sort of understanding of like the, the future consequences. I remember when John Black got fired. You remember John Black? He was like the PR guy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And he got fired. I was like, why did you fire the PR guy? I thought we had like a great PR guy. <laughs> it was a magic sky. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're uh, like 50 minutes in, and we haven't even gotten to my favorite part of this article, um, which is the Rob Palenka storytelling saga, I, I guess. Um, so since we're since we're uh, since we're already 50 minutes in, let's move forward a little bit. Can we please? I just want to let's just talk about the Heath Ledger thing, guys. Is it possible that he's just getting his details mixed up? I think it is. There is a chance. Mm-hmm. But I wish The Rock would have said something when he said that to him. Just been like, wait, you said six months like after the movie? Like, <laughs> after? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I, all right. And then just called him out. <laughs> that would have been amazing. I mean, even, even in the video, <laughs> The Rock kind of just goes, mm-hmm. Yeah, great. And I, it just looked like his gears were turning. Like, hold on now. Yeah. Um, that would have been great is if he just raised one eyebrow. Like, what? <laughs> that was good. That was underrated. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I don't. I don't really have like a problem with Rob kind of building up Kobe's mythology. Like, I, I think he actually maybe believed that happened. Like, I think maybe he like lies that much. Like, I don't think it's that big a deal, but. It's just that this is something that occurs a lot, I guess, and he's kind of tells a lot of lies, and then you can kind of find more and more as you dig. Yeah. yeah, like this alone, I would, I would be, I would be like I was when we were discussing the first half of this article. Like everybody, calm down. But this yeah. combined with the the Larry Nance story and the Amari right. Spellman drafting situation, and it's like true or not, these guys, like he just keeps. They keep having issues with Rob, and where there's smoke, there's yeah. fire. Right. There was no reason to even lie about this. Like you were pumping them up 
you have the rock there like he's right <laughs> why why make a fake story up like <laughs> to pump him up even more like <laughs> it's almost like the rock was telling hollywood stories and he's like oh well, you i got a hollywood story for you all right i set my client up with a dead guy <laughs> like, i would have i would have rather had him just say something out of a book i don't i we need that just say something out of a book yeah i I just feel like someone's trying to get Rob fired, man. Like I, that's that's how, that's honestly how I feel. That's what the magic, uh, art, uh, you know, first take appearance felt like. That's what this article kind of feels like. Oh, one hundred percent. I think that's been the like narrative for a while. I mean, Dave McMenamin pretty much said, "How can you have Rob Palinka even hired?" And that was like two months ago. Yeah. And they just keep pushing out hit pieces and. I don't think it's going to work. No, I think no, he's going to no. stay here. He's staying. It, it, yeah. it, it's gone this far. He's staying. He already, they've already picked a coach and everything. He's 100% staying. The face of the Lakers for the last like 20 years went on national TV and called him a backstabbing liar. <laughs> and then he went and then he went and held his own press conference. I mean, the coach's press conference. But I mean, most of the questions were directed to him. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's here for the long haul at, at this rate, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So. Might as well just get used to it. I think not as long as Genie's here, he's here. But I think like this full year, he's here at least. Yeah, I think free agency. Like if we get nobody, then I think, then I think he'll go. But like I said, even if they get somebody, I feel like it's not big part of it. Isn't Rob? It's LeBron. Great, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know. Yeah, I don't mind that yeah. at all. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm like I'm depressed now. So, does anybody have anything they want to specifically <laughs> talk about? Yeah, I'm. <laughs> this is this has hurt a lot. <laughs> Just reading that, I did, I couldn't finish it all in one read. I had to take my like my time with it. I mean, we should probably discuss the fact that according to this uh, this uh, source close to the Lakers, Genie Bus. Uh, they are a hundred percent confident that Genie Bus knows of the mm-hmm. concerns, and that Jesse and Joey are also "quote unquote" continually telling her this stuff. <laughs> he, he calls he he calls them specific confidants. Uh, right. I think yeah, yeah. No, oh, they're aware of specific <laughs> confidants. Um, I have no doubts that she's aware of everything that's going on. Like zero doubt. It's just a matter of her believing that they are concerns or not. I mean, that's fair. It's very fair. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, sorry. No, I actually, there was one other thing. I love the quote um, that after, you know, he refers to Linda's, Linda Rambis as a shadow owner, a front office st- staffer said that Rambis <laughs> in, loves it yeah. and that she <laughs> controls and manipulates Jeannie. <laughs> Bruh. I think yeah that that that's like that's terrifying to read. That's like <laughs> it's terrifying, but it's also like come on, dog. Like yeah. controls and like like is Jeannie a high schooler? Like yeah. is she not the president of the Los Angeles Lakers? Like I get yeah, granted she's making mistakes right now. Granted she has not handled everything the way that I personally would have handled things. Mm-hmm. But like Mm-hmm. Acting like Linda Rambis is like the puppet master to this marionette, I just think is a little. Again, if you want to say she's making mistakes, she's not handling things correctly, that's fine. But again, it just seems like it's more, much more hit piece than than substantive 
uh, uh, and there, there's a lot of substantive criticism, but uh, there's also a lot of hit piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard to read. Yeah. Hard to read. Mm-hmm. Hard to get through. Hard to talk about for an hour, and yet here we are. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm skimming. No, you're good. Uh... Oh, uh, the article ends with, uh, again, shows me, again, just where we are in terms of Laker coverage. The article ends with, uh, Jerry Buss died in February 2013. In the six seasons since, the Lakers have 329 losses tied with the Knicks for the most oh. in the NBA. And that, that that was literally written to make you do what you just did yeah. and all of us. Yeah. yeah. Feel nauseous. Guys, I don't know if I'm just crazy I really feel like all of this stuff, and like I said before, a lot of it's valid. A lot of it's warranted. But mm-hmm. all this stuff is really just like, I'm just insulating more. Like, yeah. I, I'm just like, you know what? I just can't wait till we're fine. I can't wait till we start playing basketball again. Like, because I, I feel like it's us against the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Like a, lot, a lot of this stuff is like stuff that we know. Like, it's been like some of the stuff in this article is just stuff that's repeated that other people have reported about in these past few weeks. But it's just people are just piling on with different words that just make us feel even worse and worse. <laughs> and it's like, I already know this. Please don't stop telling me. Yeah. I know. Like, no, you're not telling me anything new. Well, he he definitely gave a lot of new stuff. But, like, then there was a lot of stuff that we just... Yeah. Did you guys get this? When I read it, my first, like, kind of reaction was there was, like, very little, like, Luke Walton kind of slander at all. Like, there was no responsibility on Luke Walton. Luke like, Walton. everything... He caught no strays. Yeah, no, not at all. Well, maybe because all the sources were like coming from him. Yeah. But <laughs> still, <laughs> like this sentence here toward the end is like, during a chaotic season, sources close to Walton describe the coach as frustrated in part because of the yeah. instability around him. Yeah. Like, That's so what all I, this. With all the, yeah. the coaching staff people or like that supposedly gave or sources of this, I feel like they were not going to slander Luke Walton. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, and I don't, I hate to like be this guy, but it was even more obvious to me because like Luke Walton was sued by a journalist for sexual assault right. and that yeah. got like 10 words in this entire article. And if you're going to yeah. talk about how dysfunctional the team is, that certainly seems like something you'd want to explore a little bit. Yeah. There was just like a link, I believe, to it. Just, and then that was, just that the was link. Kinda, no quotes, no yeah. nothing, just the link. So. I mean, and that's that's media, right? Like, you have people who are giving you information. You can't... But, like, I, I think for me, that just seemed a little disingenuous, which sort of, like, is obviously coloring my entire reading of this article. Right. And there was, like, three paragraphs of magic making people having anxiety attacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was kind of like... Just, like, you know, tr- have that same energy. Keep that same energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, man. Like... Like I said, I'm I'm just I'm so done. I just want to watch. I want to watch Kawhi try and beat the Warriors. Uh, I want to I want to see who the Lakers draft. I want to wait. S- the NBA is still going on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just W and Junior NBA. Nobody talks about that anymore. Yeah, man, it's just it's just trash, man. It's just trash. Someone said this leads to Brandon Ingram like requesting a trade, which would be like. So be, on on brand for yeah, everything that, that's cherry happening. On, yeah, on top where I'm just like, all right, now I'm actually. 
<laughs> I have not cried with regards to the Lakers since Kobe retired, and I think that would be the that would be it right there. Yeah, that would yeah. be that would resort to tears. <laughs> yeah. Um, or then again, it would be easier to trade him for Bradley Beal because they know he doesn't want to be there anyway. Just kidding. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. Sure. All right. <sighs> On the positive note, we have the number four pick. You know, there's yeah. like a draft coming. I think that's how we uh, ended the last one, too. <laughs> it's the only positive. <laughs> Which is, that's dope, man. Like, I, I really, I really hope, I really hope whoever gets drafted with that pick ends up playing for the Lakers. I know that there's salary concerns. Yeah. But it would, it, it's just, it would be nice to have, like, some youthful optimism going on right now. Right. <coughs> I don't want to cut that out. No, leave that in. Go ahead. No, please. Bless, bless you. you. Yeah, I was, I was going to point out how no one said bless you, and I was just messed up. I wasn't sure who sneezed. So I was kind of like waiting. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Any last thoughts on this article uh, before we go or, you know, parting words of wisdom or positivity? We'll see what's on the next one. Yeah. We'll, hopefully I'm right and that we at least get a three-week break. I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, I think no chance. This thing dominated the news today, like absolutely dominated. Yeah. There was nothing else that was talked. I think Baxter Holmes was like on ten different radio shows today. Like this is gonna, this is gonna keep coming. Hey, shout out Baxter Holmes. Get your paper, bro. Shout out to you. Oh yeah. Um, real quick, I'm actually, I I I told you guys this. This was my two year anniversary. Uh, like mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, and mm-hmm. my girlfriend. Knows I love Anderson Pack, so she got Anderson Pack, excuse me. So she got us. Do you really love him? I, I well, I I thought it was Pack for the entire time, but then I saw him in person, and he said, "I'm Anderson Pack," and I'm like, "Wow, I've been lied to." Um, but she got us tickets to see Anderson Pack at 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 MSG. Oh, nice. Um, on June, I mean, sorry, on May thirtieth. Which, mm-hmm. if you're a basketball fan, you will know that that is game one, game one. of the NBA Finals. Yep. Which is only hilarious because I'm pretty sure my girlfriend has like missed family functions for NBA games before. So mm-hmm. we will definitely be in MSG listening to Anderson Pac with uh, my phone connected to MSG. On. Yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Not even a question. <laughs> Not because I can't. I just can't do it, man. It's an addiction. I can't go that long without it. So I mean, you're an MSG. It's for KD. They probably will have it on the big screen. Man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Honest to God. Um, so yeah, hopefully the next time. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know when we're gonna release next, but hopefully we'll uh, we'll have one episode of the Wire down and a and a finals <laughs> game or two down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. So without any further ado, this has been the forum. Peace. Peace. That's how I know you're sick. You're you're late. Dude, <laughs> you're I late. dude, I I this last like 25 minutes I have been sick.